Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time, the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you as always as we continue this long, I guess, I don't know, tranche, I think is the right word, through the offseason. <laughs> I have with me um, somebody I'm a pretty big fan of. Um, I'm going to fanboy a little bit here. Um, the 49ers come back. People ask me all the time, and, you know, what podcast do you listen to? I listen to a lot of them. But if I'm going to be 100% honest, I listen to the 49ers Cutback more than any other 49ers podcast. Uh, just because the amount of content, quality content they put out. And with me is a, just, I, I'd like to consider a friend, great dude. Ant, how are you, buddy? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing very well. I'm, I'm happy to be on the other side of the countdown. I've never been behind the countdown. I've heard it so many times. But this time I got to be on the other side of it. So I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have a conversation. And uh it's amazing because I listen to you the most out of anyone else as well. I've been listening to your 90-player breakdown as you've been going <laughs> through each player. Uh, sometimes I catch it when I'm working. I'll catch like on the, the traditional platform. Sometimes I catch it on YouTube. But it's been really good, and you know they, they've been knocking it out of the park with that. Man, yeah, I'll say this. You know, we, during the off season. Man, can you remember? I I even wore my old like throwback '90s <laughs> shirt. I don't know if you got. I got my NBA jam i got the penny hardaway Ooh. shack with like the attributes on there i, I, like I sometimes whenever i drink late at night i go back and like try to buy uh like old 90s things that make me happy right but i remember trying to get 49ers content in the summer in the 90s i didn't live in san francisco it was impossible and so how cool is it now that there's so much content out there from amazing people like yourself and alex at 49ers cutback that you know we we could bring this stuff to the people which i love oh check this out tommy appreciate the gift man he says coach ant and john my favorite 49ers guys dude that is incredible thank you tommy he's a good dude What's up, tommy? now yeah i love tommy before we jump in we got a lot of stuff to talk about today we're going to be focusing predominantly on tight ends and wide receivers the back end depth chart we all know debo we all know kittle yeah we get it they're amazing Let's focus on some people that perhaps we don't know enough about. But before we do, the 49ers cut back. You guys are everywhere. Can you real quick give us a quick rundown slash, man, where can we follow you? Let's just assume we haven't heard of you and we haven't followed you and subscribed to you. How dare you people? Help us out and save the people that are lost out there and need better 49ers content. Yeah, you can find us on YouTube, of course, uh, 40 Yards Cutback. And then we're on all traditional platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Apple. Uh, of course, we're a heart, you know, um, iHeartRadio. Anywhere, we also have Patreon as well. And we have some original content that we're doing over on Patreon. 
that is exclusive for our Patreon members. Uh, and we're putting out stuff all the time. I mean, later on, after I'm done with John tonight, we're going to be live streaming at five o'clock talking about which rookie is going to make the biggest impact for the 49ers in 2022. I'm really excited about it. So if everyone has an opportunity, hop over there and check it out after. Dude, I freaking love it. At the Countbacker, and we're even, you know, we got the CC, and you guys got the TCC. I love it, man. And and I'll say this, you know, I want to throw this out there uh, real quick. We're doing a couple giveaways, extra giveaways this month. Um, You know, we just gave away the Ronnie Lott jersey once we hit 10,000 subscribers, which, you know, way to go, you guys. But this month, I got two different giveaways we're doing. We're working on some new T-shirts for the upcoming year that we're going to be giving away. One T-shirt is going to be going out to a hashtag CC person. So get those hashtag CCs in there, and we're going to be tabulating those throughout the whole month and doing a giveaway. But also, we are making another push. I I, want to be greedy here. I want to hit 11,000 subscribers in 30 days. Uh, that is something that I want to try to do. I never really pump these things, but uh, this is something I want to do before the middle of July. So for all of you listeners slash you know, people that watch and or listen to the show, if you haven't subscribed yet to our YouTube channel, go ahead and do that now. When you subscribe, I get a notification. We're going to be giving an additional T-shirt away to a brand new subscriber in the last 40 days. So the last 10 days before this. So those of you that have been on the fence, go hit that subscribe button. It helps us out. Go subscribe to the 40 hours cutback, help them out. We need to grow this community. There's a lot of positive stuff out there. So support the people that are positive, hit that like button and all that stuff. Here we go. Let's jump into some conversations because let's go tight ends first. We'll okay. save the divas for last. They're always the ones getting the attention. We'll save the wide receiver divas for another day. I really truly do believe that Kittle and Charlie Warner, ice cold locks. There's no way either one of those two guys don't make the initial 53. Uh, Ant, am I crazy here? No, I, I think you're on the right track there. I think the conversation is going to be for that third position. I did think it was interesting the way Kyle Shanahan framed things in the state of the franchise about Warner and Dwelly potentially uh, not making this roster with the amount of talent that they have at the tight end position now. I thought that was kind of interesting. That was the first time I ever thought maybe there was a chance Warner too could not make this roster. Mm. But I do believe that either Charlie Warner or Ross Dwelly won't make it. I think one of them finally is not going to be on this roster, but I think Warner is the more uh, secure player out of the two. Yeah, I you know, last year when Dwelly, man, his play, whether you're looking at the quantity, how many snaps he got, completely, it disappeared, man. It was, like, it was just poof, gone. And a lot of it was because in the middle of the season, he started having some, he had a stacked a couple bad games on top of each other and his limited snaps. They just took him away. Uh, I was happy when they brought back duct tape Dwelly. I really, really was, but man, there's some other guys on this list that I think we got to spend some time on. I think Tyler Croft was a crazy valuable addition late. I was really shocked, you know, cause I felt like they brought in some back end guys, you know, Tanner Hudson, um, you know, Fubagali, one of my favorite names ever. I hope he makes it just for that. But man, when they brought back Tyler Croft, I was just like, whoo, whoo, that, that's a big one. So what are your thoughts on Croft? And is he kind of ahead? Is 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 he in the mix with those back end guys? Or do you think he's got a little bit of a head start? I think he does have a little bit of a head start, you know, and, and right away, the six foot six, 252 pound frame uh, is something that I'm, I'm very attracted to. But then when you go watch the the film it's the blocking as well 
and he can he can be a really good secure pass catcher. The things he did in Buffalo, uh, playing with Josh Allen, he found the end zone a few times. So I think he's one of those guys that definitely fits with what the 49ers want to do. You add in the fact he played with the Jets, he probably has a, a really good understanding of the offense. He's a plug-and-play guy. You bring him in, you use his frame, but he's able to do both. That's my biggest thing with this 49ers tight end room. Besides George Kittle, you don't really have a tight end that can go out there and execute in the passing game, but also make the blocks as well. He's well-rounded, which means I think he's at the forefront of the guys that they've added during the offseason. Yeah, I, I think uh, very well said. And, man, you know, we got Coach Cruz in the house. I love this man. Um, he says, I see the tight end three as Croft, Dwelly, Hudson, Fumagalli, Matthews as the quality control coach. Look at this. He's getting everybody in the mix. And, you know, back to what you were saying, Ant, if there is one person in this tight end room that can catch in the passing game, it's got to be Jordan Matthews. Yeah, but – is there any chance that he could make this roster? I, I think it all comes down to what he can do as an inline blocker. And yeah. I just haven't seen a, a Nobody's big sample seen size. Yeah. Right. It's just a little bit of preseason action. We've seen him, you know, make a couple of blocks, uh, but there's nothing that shows us that he's going to be able to handle the 240 pound frame and then also be able to make these blocks. It is a real concern because we see the 49ers at other positions value blocking over everything so if they have a choice between a blocking tight end and a receiving tight end to be back up to george kittle they're probably going to go in the way of blocking i think you're probably right uh, you know if kittle's injured that might shift things up considerably but we don't want to play that game so here's what i need everybody to do um let's throw this up in the comments i, I want you to tell me who do you have currently making the tight end three we're eliminating kittle we're eliminating warner because i think they're one and two do you have croft dwelly hudson fumagalli or jordan matthews the uh barnacle on offense man he's going to be coaching with the 49ers if he doesn't make it He's gotta be. He's gotta be on this roster. He's too damn smart. He's related to Jerry Rice. Graduated Vanderbilt. All SEC everything. That dude. They sent Jordan Matthews to work out with Trey Lance at his pro day. There's no way in the world this dude's going anywhere else. Like, he's a mainstay. Yeah, I do think they want him to be a part of the organization. The question is, you know, at what point? I mean, he's gonna be what thirty years old now, so he's yeah. getting up there in age. He's had a very productive career. Don't as a tell wide me thirties old, and don't do uh, that to me. Well. <laughs> well, I'm older than 32, so I feel old sometimes. So I'm going to go ahead and take that. But for a tight end, probably making a change of position this late in the career, I'm not going to put it past him because I've seen him overcome a lot of things in his career. And Jordan Matthews is still around. So, but I think it's going to be difficult. I really do. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. And uh oh, we're getting some. Are we getting some breaking news? No, we're not getting breaking news. Um, I, I'm seeing somebody put it there. What's up, Pete? He's saying rumor has it Watson has been suspended. They're going to suspend it for the whole year. I don't want to jump too much into that. I think probably that's going to be the course. But we talked about Watson in the past, and we'll just wait. It's all conjecture till now. Um, yeah. So I don't want to mess with that. And no, Philip, I apologize if you just tuned out for a second and just heard that little thing. Kittle is not injured. Kittle's just fine. I was stating a hypothetical, and I apologize to you and your family and to everybody listening. I should have gone that way. Uh, I apologize. I apologize. He he is just fine. Now, let me let me say this. You know, I was I went back today. I spent a lot of time. Uh, I, I did a Jawan Jennings breakdown because I'm pretty excited about Jawan Jennings, especially after the camp. And, you know, I went back through the Week 18 Rams game where everything was on the line. Juwan Jennings, you know, breakout game, whatever you want to call it. It was awesome, man. He got his highest snap count all game. But 
what I noticed is because I was just fast forwarding through the plays. I didn't see 15 out there. So I was just skipping through them, skipping through them, skipping through them. During the kind of turnaround of that game, they were in two tight end sets. You know, the 49ers love two tight end sets. So they're going to keep three. Do you think there's any way, Anthony, that they will not have three tight ends on the active roster? No, I don't think so. I, I think they're going to have three. They have to. The way that Kyle Shannon likes to use the different personnel groups. In the goal line sets. Yeah, and then I just don't know what Forrester's going to want to do on offense. You know, I mean, if Forrester in that run game, I'm sure he's going to want to have, you know, some big packages. I mean, that's one of Kittle's best skill sets is his blocking. If they could have him and, and Warner, him and Croft out there, I think those are good situations for the 49ers. Yeah. Oh, look at this. I love this. Tobias. Uh, Croft is a lock. Man, that's incredible. The rest you can stack on practice squad. No risk of them being picked up. That convince try to convince me that it's not Croft. Can you is there can you do that? I'm pretty sure it's Croft. I, I think the only way that Croft wouldn't make this is if he was injured or if Jordan Matthews all of a sudden became the ultimate blocking mm. tight end because his receiving skills is going to be far superior to everyone else, but the blocking skills has to be there. I don't yep. know if you can learn how to block at this level in one season, uh, but we're going to find out in training camp. I'm really excited to see what he does when he gets out there. If he did make the roster, I no, everybody would be happy. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, every Matthews is incredible because he's he's similar to what you have with Dante Johnson, but he doesn't have the negative tape that you saw with all the, you know, getting burned deep against Miami and all those other whatever. So like, it's different because it's all positive. It's like, everybody's like third cousin, like, Oh yeah, this is cool. Yay. Awesome. Literally Jerry Rice's third cousin. Right. Um, now uh, I put this up on Twitter. So let me share this real quick. Let me see if I don't mess this up. I'm sure I'm going to, um, I asked this question on Twitter right before we went live. Um, who is going to win the 49ers tight end three job? Um, Roz Dwelly ran away only, um, about a hundred, 230 votes. So it's, it's, you know, it's only been up for about 30 minutes now, but you know, they Roz Dwelly got 57% of the vote. And I know people are tied to Dwelly just because of the past. And he's been a fan favorite. I'm not so sure. Um, Tyler Croft came in second with 28% of the vote. Fumagalli with 8% and Tanner Hudson with 6%. So I don't know, man. Uh, the faithful, they love some duct tape dwelly. He brought back some very positive memories and some very key moments, you know, in that 2019 run that was just, whoo, was so good. But if you look at recency bias, and maybe I'm guilty of that, uh, I was glad that they brought him back. I was a little shocked they brought him back because he just got no playing time late. Um, anyway, any, any chance for dwelly? No, I think there's a chance for dwelly because he is a holdover and we know that Kyle Shanahan I'm sure likes him if he keeps bringing him back. Um, thinking about 2019 is I think why everyone's voting for him. 2019, he yeah. had himself a really good year and everyone expected him to build on that in 2020, 2021. And what we saw in 2020 was all of a sudden he forgot how to block. I mean, he just couldn't block very well. Not bad. And yeah. And that was one of the most stressful things to watch was him struggling, especially when you don't have George Kittle, you thought he was going to be the guy that's going to be able to give you, you know, serviceable play and he wasn't able to. And you're right. I was I wasn't expecting him to come back either. The fact they brought him back. I think they were just trying to make sure they had three very solid tight ends. Uh, and I think they've brought in guys now they're going to compete and somebody's probably going to beat him out. Because if we're saying Warner's on the team, I think one of these other guys will be Dwelly out. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, 
it's one of those things. The 49ers are stacked at a couple of positions. I would not put the tight end position in that, but man, the fact that you have five guys and nobody knows who's going to be the tight end three, that is kind of a microcosm of what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have built this year. That's one of the things that separate, separates the 2022 offseason and any offseason that predates it. There is depth on depth on depth at almost every single position. Almost every single position. Even the positions with question marks like interior offensive line or even safety. There's depth, but there's might not be the star or the stud or whatever else. But, man, it's, it's just been... I don't know. It, it's almost like John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan said, look, we lost maybe one or two seasons because of injuries. F that noise. <laughs> we, if somebody gets hurt, we're moving on. So what do we got to do to build that roster? Um, you know, they're definitely one of the deepest teams in the NFL. You agree with that, right? Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I think so. I would put them up there as one of the you know top three as far as depth in the entire league. And I think they went in and proved areas of strength and also you know shored up some weaknesses because I think we're all comfortable with the fact that they improved the cornerback position, which has been a question. Uh, for years now so i think they've done a really good job of making sure they insulated themselves against injury and that's what's going to help them in, in the year because it's going to be a grind some of these other yeah. teams are, are top heavy if they lose one guy uh, they're in a world of hurt the 49ers are not in that sort of situation they can get by i like it i like it oh real quick you know this was asked and sorry i'm doing a, a not a very good version here but um i was asked to put a countdown up of the um the start of the season. So we're 82 days away, 18 hours, 40 minutes, 31 seconds to the 49ers bears kickoff. I have been working for the past 24 hours trying to get like, I hate Streamyard. I hate Streamyard. Like trying to get a little haul, like transparent bottom right hand, like counter. I can't do it. Uh, and so I've read all these articles and watched these. I can't stand Streamyard. I really, really can't. Uh, but I wanted to include that just because it was asked last episode. And, you know, if you are one of those people 
that is just like, man, I need more 49ers content. Well, guess what? This weekend on Patreon, oh, very special thing right here. We have our monthly Zoom hangout, which I'm so pumped. Sunday night, 4.30 p.m., Pacific Standard Time. We're going to get together. We do this at least once a month, and it's just it's one of my favorite times of the month. We're going to be going over everybody's top 10 most important players for the 49ers of 2022. Now, if you're one of those people that's just like, ah, I don't really know. I don't know how to handle that. That's okay. You just show up and enjoy the conversation and participate whatever you want. But we're doing this in kind of culmination with our 90-person roster countdown and special treat, Ant, Coach Ant, He's going to be joining us, which I'm so pumped about this, man. So Ant's going to show up. He's going to be bringing a lot of knowledge. And let's turn it to you real quick, Ant. They call you Coach Ant. Can you walk us through a little bit of your uh, background, if you don't mind? Yeah, so I right out of high school, I, I figured I wasn't much of a player anymore. I kind of discovered that, hey, I've reached my expectations and limits. Uh, so I got into coaching. My dad was a coach. He had coached for over 30 years. And I thought, hey, this is the time to get into it. And I got into it. And uh, after many clinics and many years of coaching, uh, you know, different levels, I worked my way up to being a, you know, a head football coach and uh, coached high school for a while. And I really enjoyed it. And in fact, you know, I finished coaching in high school and, and 2019 was my last year. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed working with the kids and just, you know, being a student of the game. And so that's, that's how I got the coach ant moniker and most people around my town. That's what they refer to me as coach ant. Uh, so some, sometimes that leaks over into you know the the podcast world but yeah that's where i kind of get my perspective on things because i went and listened to every single coach you could think of if if they were out doing a clinic i was there because i wanted to learn everything i could about football i think you know one of the biggest transitions in my life and probably not a positive one was whenever i kind of lost the title of coach because i just got used to it i i loved it i was coach right. and then you know i i stepped out of the coaching world for about four years and then I was Mr. Chapman whenever I was teaching. And it was just like, oh, nothing wrong with that. But uh, it's not coach. And then I got it back last year, which was nice. But now I'm back away from it. And it's just like I was working out this morning at the gym. And I saw one of my football players there. And he came up. He's like, hey, coach. And I was like, oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Get to keep it a little bit, man. Well, I, I want to say thank you for what you've done for you know your community and those kids. Um, it's a big deal, man. So uh, thank you for your time that you spent. And it's incredible. You know, I think, you know, I talked about this last episode. I don't know if you saw Draymond Green's part of Draymond Green's speech after they won the, the title where he said, you know, people that know this game, it's easy for us to create content, positive content to educate. And I think that's a testament to what you, you know, and Alex do at the 49ers Cutback is because you guys don't have to do the drama. You don't have to do the clickbaits. You don't have to do the whatever because you know what the hell you're talking about. And, you know, it, it comes across. So appreciate what you do for the community. And now for those of you that support me on Patreon, I want to say thank you because that has allowed me to make the jump to this full time. If you are a person that wants to continue supporting positive, amazing people, content creators, and stuff you love. How can they subscribe to your Patreon, Ant? You and uh, Alex's 49ers Cutback. Yeah, you just go over to you know Patreon, 49ers Cutback. Uh, we have a, a few different levels. Most of it we're leaving you know available to the lowest level. We're just trying to get it you know as much content as we can out there, and we're going to ramp it up as we get closer to the season. You know, I mean, you handle the video film breakdowns probably better than anyone that's out there. We're, we're going to leave that to you. 
uh, but we're going to give a, a bunch of other positive spins on it. You know, we, we dabbled in it last year and it's so time consuming. So I have a lot of respect for what you do and the effort that you put into it. Uh, and as somebody that knows what it's like to watch film continuously to get the breakdowns that you need to, it takes a lot of effort. But yeah, hop over there. We got some interesting stuff going on there. Some different spin on 49ers content too. Some of it just to make you laugh. Some of it just for enjoyment. Uh, so we have a lot of fun over there. And it's stuff that's just special for Patreon. Dude, I love it. And man, also, let me ask this. We didn't talk about this beforehand. So I'm, I apologize if I mess no anything up. You guys also, man, we do so many things like y'all threw a draft party, you know, local NorCal style, right? Which went yes. so well. I saw so many of your pictures looked incredible. Um, are you guys doing any meetups throughout the year locally by any chance? Do y'all know? Yeah, we have been discussing it. In fact, it's come up a couple of times in our latest live streams where people have been kind of requesting it. People and we're, want to get together, looking, man. They do, and we're looking into that. We just got to, you know, kind of put some of the, the final points to it. But, yeah, we're probably going to have some meetups this year because we want to get together and uh, just continue to grow with the community. We really want to do something where we watch a game with, you know, with everyone and just kind of talk, you know, as we're going through it. I think it would be a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, if you go to any away games, I got dibs on you, and I want you partying with right. us with the 40 hours rush road trip. Uh, but if you're doing some local stuff or even wherever, I want to be able to support that because we, we needed more positivity no matter how we can get it. Now, let's jump. Let's go to the wide receivers, the divas. We made them wait. And <laughs> again, you know, Traditionally, the 40 irons keep between five and seven since Shanahan showed up. We'll get to that conversation in a little bit, but I want to focus again. I want to focus on Debo. I don't want to focus on Ayuk. I don't want to focus on Juwan Jennings or Danny Gray. I love those guys that just did a 40 minute breakdown on Juwan Jennings this morning on Patreon. You can go catch that if you want to, but let's talk about the other guys because there's a lot. You know, if we're looking. I think the first five guys, you know, again, the four I mentioned and probably Ray Ray McLeod just because of the money and special teams, I think those guys are locks. Once you get to six, holy cow, listen to these names, okay? Taysir Mack, undrafted free agent. Tay Martin, undrafted free agent. Malik Turner, who was, you know, four years experience. Jordan Matthews, I'm going to throw him out of this crowd. Keyshawn Johnson, three years experience within the division. Austin Mack, wide receiver. There's a lot of names there. And so let's go. You can pick one or two. And for everybody that's watching online, throw in the comments, who's your wide receiver six out of all those guys? Again, you know, Jordan Matthews doesn't count. But is there anybody that kind of stands out to you as, ooh, I kind of like this guy? I think when I'm looking for somebody to make the, the sixth spot, they have to have something special about them or they need to add something to the team. We've seen predominantly Kyle Shanahan will bring guys in as the, the sixth guy. They have to help on special teams in some way. So the first thing that jumps off is Malik Turner has had over 500 snaps playing special teams over the last three years. That to me screams potential for him to be able to squeeze and make this roster. And then Marcus Johnson. Now these are both guys who are signed kind of the same time, but Marcus Johnson, 439 speed means he's got something special that maybe Kyle Shanahan feels like he could use to help take the top off or, you know, the deep seam or something like that. So those are the two guys that stand out as far as players that I think have the biggest potential to make that six spot. Yeah. And then you got Tay Martin talking about uh, big Papa says he comes with the special teams coach. Uh, that's going to play a role in there for sure. There's no doubt about it. Schneider, uh, whatever he came over and man, coach Cruz, you got, I like Tay Martin as well as his toughest roster spots, making his opinion. It's going to be Turner with some special teams experience. 
There's a lot of guys there. I'm a Longhorn. I'm going to throw this out there, man. Marcus Johnson. We don't have a lot of Longhorns to root for in the NFL currently. It's, <laughs> I remember Marcus Johnson in high school. Uh, very fun prospect. We just finished um, his 90-person roster countdown. If you're looking for something special, he's a freak now. Uh, his closest on mockdraftable.com, his closest player in the NFL, like, comparable to size metrics is Adrian freaking Peterson. Like Ooh. that's who Marcus Johnson is. That dude is a freak. Um, but injuries, I mean, I think five or six seasons um, ended in injury. If you go back to college to where he is now. So can he stay healthy? Uh, I don't know. He's more of a straight line speed guy, which four don't have a lot of it's special teams, all those things. But, and the younger guys, I, I do like some of these younger guys, Tay Martin, uh, he destroyed the Longhorns at OSU, Oklahoma State, not Ohio State. Uh, he put up some big, big uh, games, and he's a taller, more athletic guy. You know, I jumped over. I put this up again on Twitter, and again, we just—I I did this right before the show. And you look at these results. You know, I asked everybody there. Malik Turner running away with it. Uh, wow. Only 171 votes on here. Malik Turner has 67 percent of the votes. Are you that confident as uh, kind of the faithful are in Malik Turner, or what do you say? No, no, I'm definitely not that confident. I mean, as far as watching actual film, I think Turner, Johnson's the one that jumps off the film to me. He was the one that made me kind of sit up and be like, okay, you know, and then I think when you're looking at, you know, potentially Tay Martin, the length, you know, being able to go compete for the football, they were the ones that were more enticing to me. Malik Turner uh, kind of reminded me of a, I guess a, a slower uh, version of Jawan Jennings, more of a possession receiver. I just think, you know, maybe he doesn't do it as well though. So to me, that didn't make a lot of sense. I like the other two guys a little bit more than Malik Turner. The only thing I like about Turner is the special teams. Yeah. Oh, look at coach Cruz, man. This dude knows the ins and outs. Um, Lance was hanging out with Mac the other day on the golf course says coach Cruz. So I'll tell you this, man, you know, you look at, the guys that are building time and, you know, that relationship with Lance, Jawan Jennings, Brandon Ayuk, Tazier Mack, um, that goes away. That goes away. It, it matters. It really, really does matter, especially whenever you have a young quarterback trying to get comfortable. Um, it's going to be interesting. Okay, so here we go, Ant. We, we put a little bit of background on each one of these, and I already know your answer here. What do you think the uh, the 49ers do with that number six spot? I don't think they keep a wide receiver. I think oh, he pulls the rug out. And, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I I honestly don't. I don't think any of these guys are guys that you know are going to ultimately make the team. I think they could stockpile a couple of these guys on the practice squad. If you have an injury or whatever, you could bring them up. But to me, a defensive lineman with the stockpile of talent they have is a lot more valuable than a six wide receiver who could maybe see a handful of snaps. Yeah, and I think it could be similar to what we saw last year where Jake Brindle, you remember, who might be starting now. Good gosh, that's a whole other. We're going we're gonna to have Alex on, your counterpart, next week. Yeah. We're going to talk some old line. I tried to switch y'all up. I didn't want you guys talking about your specialties because I know Alex was a wide receiver, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't want you guys – I wanted to switch it up a little bit. I didn't want to be way off base on the expert panel here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, very similar to what they did last year, where if you remember, they kept, I think it was Hurst, and they cut Brindle, and then as soon as waivers processed, they put Hurst on IR and brought back Brindle. So 
I could see them doing that again this year. Look at Mike. Look at this comment from Mike. What's up, Mike Kenny? He says, real content from real football guys. Thank you. Um, he says, D-line room is obviously full, but I'm thinking it's going to be tough to cut wide receivers. I'm not sure there's a big bifurcation between the guys that are 6 to 10. So it's kind of like, nah, shrug your shoulders. I'd much, much rather keep somebody like a Hassan Ridgeway, right? Or Carrie Hyder or whatever. And then maybe somebody has like a strained calf or an ankle. You put them on IR for a little bit and you can bring them back when you want. Just put them on that little top shelf in case of emergency. Uh, D-line is where this team is built. And even Nick Bosa talked about it at his press conference. It's going to be hard to keep some of these guys, but we, we got to have some extra spots for the D-line room. And I think you're right, Ant. Um, it's the most important position. And if you had to, I don't, I don't know the term, reserve or build an extra roster spot, it's got to be D-line, right? Is there linebacker? Is there another position where you're like, maybe we could keep one of these guys, guards? Or is it just uh, D-line? Yeah, I think it's D-line. I think the other spot could be if they are really high on one of these young offensive linemen and they don't feel that they would pass through waivers. But I think they've proven already that they're willing to take a risk with a Colton McKivitt, a Jake Brendel, you know, knowing that these guys maybe they saw potential in they risked it, they released them, and we're still able to get them on the practice squad. So those defensive linemen are the ones that the league is going to want the most. So I think the 49ers are going to covet them, value them. I do think they end up trading somebody away. I think they're going to have to. And then at Ooh. some point, they're just going to have to keep as many as they can. And you know, trimming some of these roster spots in other areas is what they're going to have to do. Yeah, and you know the 49ers do have a stacked roster, you know, very deep. But other teams are happy with the guys they got as well. Now, Big Papa comes out here right in line with you do you think these line guys may give us some chance for trading draft picks that would be nice uh, one of my favorite draft pick trades we ever did was the dakota watson trade where i think we gave dakota watson in a seventh and we got a fifth round pick back and then we used that fifth round pick on i think that was Drake greenlaw i believe it was um yeah. which it was one of my favorite 49ers i love that dude uh so some of something like that you know where you get creative bounce up a little bit early in the draft or something along that 49ers are scheduled to have 10 picks next year, 10, 10. And if, you know, D'Amico Ryan's gets hired somewhere else, now, now it goes up even more. So maybe you up the quality and not so much quantity of those picks in those trades. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see what that looks like. Ooh, coach Cruz says better chance. They keep an extra running back than wide receiver. Yikes. I don't like the back end of our running back group. I, I don't think they're going to keep an extra running back either. I think it'll it'll be the five guys. It'll be Juice and then four running backs, and I think that's just how they're going yeah. to keep it. I think you're right. Uh, will Trey Sermon be on there? I think Trey Sermon will. Even though I'm not tremendously high on him right now, I believe in his potential. Bobby Turner saw something. Uh, Bobby Turner signed off on it, which means I'm going to trust Bobby Turner, and then I'm hope, hoping Anthony Lynn can get him over the top. Yeah, I, I like that. Okay, oh, let's let's counter. Let's let's present an opposing idea. Okay, and this comes from Big Papa. I like it. Whatever makes Lance more comfortable. So you're you're taking some of his wide receiver depth away for a position you're loaded at defensive line. Why not just make things easier on Lance and keep six wide receivers if there's a back end guy that maybe he can throw that deep ball to, or there's a back end guy that perhaps is a bigger target that he can hit. You know, Debo's small. You got Ayuk relatively small. Like, Coach Ant, man, why not focus on keeping Trey Lance comfortable instead of just all these luxury D linemen? 
I think first off, that player that you keep in that sixth spot is barely going to play in the game. The percentage of time he's going to, you know, be helping your football team isn't going to be high. Plus, that defensive line and that rotation is going to give Trey Lance more opportunities on offense. So you want those guys to be able to get after the quarterback, get Trey the ball back, and you have Danny Gray now. You have a guy that can take the top off the defense and do things uh, that you've always wanted. And I think that they have the receiver group with those five guys. They went through and got guys with different skill sets that fit perfectly with what Kyle wants to do on offense. So all Trey needs to do is be able to use those weapons. He has Kittle. He has Juszczyk. He has plenty of guys. You're going to add Elijah Mitchell on the backfield as well. To me, he has plenty of weapons. He doesn't need a six-wide receiver who could you could just put on the practice squad. Uh, no, give me some more D-line. I want to see Kamoko Ture and Kerry Hyder bringing it off the edge instead of a six-wide receiver playing a handful of snaps. I like it. I like it. That's a great dang answer. Now, I will say this. Again, it's just this morning, I woke up, got my coffee, downloaded some tapes, some All-22, and I turn on Week 18. And you know what pissed me off the most about the game? Not Jimmy G's bad pass. Thank you, Luke. Appreciate the the gift, my friend. Um, hope works going well in the tattoo injury industry. That dude's a badass man. Love that dude. Yeah, he is. But what pissed me off the most was how many snaps Travis Benjamin was out there on third down, on second down. So like I, Travis Benjamin was a great pro, great pro. Um, not last year he wasn't. So no. I don't know. I, I'm with you, and I think I, I agree with you. I'm just trying to provide some texture or nuance to maybe maybe there's somebody that sticks out to where the 49ers say we got to keep him we cannot risk losing this guy and that's why training camp those inner squad scrimmages those preseason games ah i'm so pumped about it man ah it's so fun because yeah we can make these decisions right now but maybe somebody steps up and just says you know what so dang good can't move off of them that that's what needs to be done. You know what I mean? The perfect so we'll example see. is Trent Sherfield. Trent Sherfield last year coming in, you know, the, maybe a special teams guy. And then he comes out there and he's battling for the third wide receiver spot. I think that guys can come out of nowhere at times. Uh, I just, I mean, last year Trent Sherfield did it. I don't know if there's another guy that can do it. I'm I'm welcome to it because I would, yeah. I would love to have somebody show up and make the team even better. But to me, I don't see that guy right now. It doesn't mean things won't change when they strap him up in July, at the end of July. Well said. Faithful from birth. He says, first game, there will be a deep bomb to Danny Gray just so defenses have to put it on film prep. That would be smart. That would be very, very smart. Um, You know, I've been notorious for saying, I want Danny Gray on the field as the third wide receiver uh, if it's in between the 20s and not third down. And I want Juwan Jennings on the field as the third wide receiver if it's third down or they're in the goal line. Um, I think those two can just make such a formidable um, just wide receiver three connection. And Danny Gray can, you know, take snaps away when Ayuk's out or whatever, Debo's out, whatever. Like, man, we actually have some wide. The wide receiver depth chart last year was abysmal. It was bad, bad, bad. Almost as bad as the cornerback depth chart. Both those things have been addressed. Both of those things have been addressed. And that's scary because – in the past, the only reason why the 49ers offense is really stalled is if Jimmy G disappears or if an injury happened. And hopefully, hopefully they've remedied that. Hopefully. I don't know. I don't I'm, know. I'm we'll hoping see. that the, the Danny Gray addition is also going to help the run game. Uh, less eight-man boxes. I'm sure Trey's going to help with that a little bit. Just a threat of him being able to go outside the numbers or down the field. Uh, <laughs> but having Gray in those situations is definitely going to open things up over the middle. And the attention that teams were paying to Debo Samuel just when he was going in motion or doing things where he motioned out of the backfield, 
uh, Eric Weddle in that, you know, in the, in it was our week 18 uh, going <laughs> after uh, Debo yeah. Samuel and leaving Jawan Jennings wide open over the middle. Those type of things are going to make it even harder with Danny Gray being out there with that speed. I think that's why Travis Benjamin was out there. Kyle wanted the fear of speed. The problem was Danny Gray can actually get those done. Now, Travis Benjamin is, you know, well removed from when he was doing so well with uh, the Cleveland Browns and then early on with the Chargers. Yep, I love it. Stack that box. Show me that bear front. I want to see that six-man front against Trey Lance with Danny Gray out there. Go ahead. Give me – I want to see it, baby. I want to see it because burnt toast, that's what's coming your way. Uh, now, man, this has been incredible, Ant. Um, we've been going for a minute. I love it. Uh, I want to say thank you for your time and, again, what you do for this community. So I'm going to ask you one more time, and I want it to be repetitive because I want these people to support you, man. You are incredible what you guys have created over there. 49ers Cutback, go subscribe, watch, listen, wherever it is, support positive pro, pro – like this is what we should be doing. And once the season starts, these guys put out some incredible content. What, what's your show on today after this? Yeah, so we're going to be doing uh, 49ers rookies looking to make the biggest impact in 2022. We're going to be doing that at 5 p.m. Pacific time. So hop over there and check it out. Uh, we'll have a fun conversation about it. If you have questions, leave them in chat. We'll be more than happy to get into it. I love it, man. So if there's something that we didn't get to at this time, take it over there. I'm begging. I'm pleading with you guys. Go support them. They're incredible. And I think that's going to do it for us. And any parting words before we jump out of here? Uh, just, hey, thanks everything for or for whatever you do, John. You do such a great job with everything. Uh, I really appreciate your content. I appreciate what you do for the community. The Rush Road Trips are going to be absolutely fantastic this year. I just know it. Uh, and if I can get out there, I'm going to try. But uh, everyone, make sure you support John, support what he does, and support you know all the 49ers content creators, especially the ones that are taking the time to really engage about the team in a positive manner. I think it's really cool. Uh, I like the community that's coming around and, and what people are doing, so uh, get involved. It's fun. Freaking love it, man. And thank you so much for your time. And, man, that's going to do it for us here. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.